You're listening to the Inverse Podcast, where we explore how the scriptures can turn our world upside down. Or how it can be weaponized to uphold the status quo. I'm Drew Hart. And I'm Jared McKenna, and this is Inverse. Well, friends, um, it's my pleasure to introduce you to my friend, Father Mihai Pavel, um, which just means Paul, right? Paul, yes. Mm-hmm. Is the, the Slavic version of, 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 of Paul, yes. Uh, of Paul. Um, and I should say, uh, Dr. Father, because your PhD work was in um, Dmitry Stanleone, is that right? Um, my, my PhD was, well, it has a little bit, you know something related to Dimitri Staniloy, our, our, you know, beloved. maybe Romania's most favorite, favorite and um, well-known theologian. Yes, uh, but but my my focus in my PhD was uh, was you know trying you know carving out a new hermeneutical framework for the liturgical setup, Eucharistic liturgy setup. Um, looking at, you know, it's some, something obscure, you know, the liturgical <laughs> gesture, <laughs> you know, you know how PhDs are, you know, you, you yeah. start, you start your own life after the, the professor has, has done the project, you know, his project through you. So I'm, <laughs> now I'm, I'm pursuing my own projects now. And, now, and yet, I'm, 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 um, Miha and I didn't initially meet uh, through um, uh, discussing Romanian Orthodox theology, although that did come later. But we met in Bethlehem, both working for World Vision Middle East, Eastern Europe. And I think at the time you were lead for um, faith in development globally for World Vision. So um, not merely a theologian uh, and a priest, but somebody who's um, very practically um, involved in how do we meet people in situations of um, oppression and devastation um, in ways that empower and give back dignity and set people free. I, I love Mihai dearly. Um, he, uh, I find it hard to speak to him without giggling. So it's a real joy to introduce um, Drew and all our listeners to him today, particularly in the context of uh, what we're going through, I guess, and um, your your insights um uh, being native to uh, the region of Eastern Europe and the particularities of that. Yeah. Well, so, th- thanks, Jared. Yeah, just it's, it's not. Yeah, I I don't recognize myself in it, but but it it's good for now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Father uh, Father Mihai, uh, based on what Jared just said, we would love to hear. You know, just upfront, like, can you tell us a little bit about how you perceive? Uh, the relationship between uh, Russian Orthodoxy and Russia, and even how that might help us even think about, you know, the war in the context of what's happening right now um, uh, with Ukraine. Well, um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to avoid politics, although uh, <laughs> growing up in a in a Byzantium, you know, Eastern Roman Empire um, uh, nostalgic framework. Um, I, I have to, I have to say, or, or to try to articulate um, 
some perspective, you know, from from this side of of the world, looking at uh, the eastern, uh, you know, the other of Russia. Now, in the recent uh, in the recent years, well, you have to know that for the 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 Eastern Church, recent years could be four hundred years. You know, just in the recent years, <laughs> um, uh, in the recent years, uh, Russia had played, you know, particularly after, in, in, well, the, the Moscovite uh, tribes played a, a, an interesting role, starting with, you know, 1500s in, in, the, in the Christian world. But, but in the recent, um, you know, past, two, past 20 or 30 years after the fall of, of communism, um, there, there were some interesting developments um, uh, in, in, in the Orthodox world. And uh, you, you find various tendency, you know, the pan-Slavic, you know, the the, uh, mm. the tendency for for um, you know again nostalgic past of of you know the glorious Slavic uh, uh, time and and so on and so forth. And now you see it visible in uh, becoming very visible in in in, in within the church uh, circles. Um, after the uh, the synod in Crete a couple of years ago, when when Russians, you know, the Russian Church decided not to not to attend, not to go. So, um, which me, I, I think might be lost on on some people um, uh, because it's it's not a just saying, oh, the family picnic we can't make it this year. But it was much more like a, a protest from Russia that has gone from a church um, living through martyrdom under communism to a church um, uh, that in light of the um, breakup of the USSR and Russia losing, um, well, Russia becoming Russia and 15 other uh, countries uh, emerging after the demise of the USSR, um, oligarchs take over and suddenly the church goes from a situation of persecution and martyrdom privileged, yeah. to privilege. Yeah. And so um, to go back to if, if the metaphor isn't we're not coming to the family picnic, um, what is the significance of them not rocking up to the, the global orthodox gathering? Um, you know, the story of the third Rome after the fall of Constantinople that happened, mm. you know, 1453, um, the, the informal leader, leadership of, of the Eastern, of the Orthodox Church was, was thought, you know, like moving to Moscow. But, uh, but that, that, was, that was not necessarily, you know, was, wasn't necessarily the case. Anyway, it's, you said it right. The, d during communism, there, there was a you know an under very strong you know underground church. The church suffered a lot. Um, I remember one of one of the um, uh, patriarch Cyril's visit here in Bucharest. Both churches denounced you know the the, the communist crimes and and recognized the martyrdom of the church uh, of the faithful during communism. But but still. When it comes to politics and 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 orientation, sometimes you you get trapped into the rhetoric of power, mm. and uh, and that that this is how this is how is this is seen now. This is from you know from from this side of the of the the river, and I'm talking about um, a number of of other you know the, the churches within the the Orthodox community. 
uh, Romanian um, ecumenical uh, patriarch uh, and uh, mm. and all the other um, and just just a recent decision to open for the Russian church to open a sort of an exarchate. What what does it mean? That's a representation more than a diplomatic representation of the church in in Alexandria in northern Africa. That was scandalous. Yeah, yeah. that was scandalous. And uh, uh, yeah, the, the 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 felt attitude is that well, Russia lost the Church of Ukraine. Well, it's hard to say that that the church you know that that attitude empire um it's it's very much visible within the orthodox church but but however um leadership and and the common faithful i i don't think there is any any difference in 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 the you know in the way we the common faithful understand and live orthodoxy um circles of power and influence well sometimes that's damaging hmm. you know if you get too close it's damaging and 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 russia has this this history of you know we better we better be led with with a with a strong hand you know with a powerful hand rather than you know be, be led on on our own hmm. so um just just looking at, at how people in Romania react, there, there is recent memory, you know, the Second World War, when 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 Russians, you know, went back and forth this land, you know, the um, uh, the, the Romanians opened their their door, you know, Moldavians opened their door, which are also Romanians, but that's another piece of uh, of you know sure. painful history for for Romania. Um, you know, leftovers after the Second World War. We opened the the door for whatever mess uh, it it was it was done there um, by by unconscious leadership. Uh, now, I, I want to I, I don't want to play the the devil's advocate, but I have to say that here in Romania during communism, we had we had two realities. Um, First of all, the, the the whole country, the entire country was a was a prison, mm. was you know an open an outdoor prison. Uh, the 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 system was you know was was very tough. But we had two two types of you know churches or Orthodox church belonging to the same to the same structure. One that would apparently say, okay, let's see what we can do. Uh, in the given circumstances, let's try to have a dialogue with the power, with the communist power, with, with you know, communist leaders. Ceausescu. Is, yeah. yeah, on one hand. On the other hand, you had the, the church leadership and, in, you know, and, and clergy and people being put in prison. Uh, between 1950, uh, you know, 1947 to 1953 or 54, we had more than 8,000 clergy uh, being put through prison. You mentioned Father Stanilai. He he had a good taste of what a communist prison is. Yeah. He was a young, he was a young you know, young man at the time. So so what do you what do you think it was in the heart of the patriarch seeing the pressure of the of the communist, you know, of the church leadership, the, the pressure of, of the communist uh, power while seeing his church, his own clergy being thrown into and killed into into prison. So 
um, yeah, it's easy to, to say, well, duplicity, uh, you have to play both ends. N no, no, it was very, it was, and it took, it took the church years to, uh, you know, to, to recover, to, to survive, first of all, to survive. I, you know, I remember I've, I've been, I've been born uh, not last century, you know, last millennia. <laughs> so I've, been, I've been I've been around for for a long time. I remember I was 17, 16, 17 smuggling you know religious books, having no clue what religious books were. Mm. Uh, in, in in a church that you know you could go to church, the churches were open, uh, but the church could not articulate, could not speak up. You know the only protest language the church had during communism was the liturgical language. Wow. Our, our only way to protest was the prayer. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's like, it was like, no, it's, um, and I'm sure during communist times, the church in Russia was, was facing, you know, pretty much the same. It, obviously, it, it was not the, the hardness, uh, harshness of, of, you know, the duress of the church, like in Albania, when, when sure, you know, sure. there was, there was no more church. You know, you could find in 1990 around 17 clergy in one country. Hmm. You know, and Verhoja was was uh, was diabolical, and and he mm -hmm. would, you know, yeah. but uh, but but that, that was the you know each of these uh, countries in Eastern Europe have a you know have a little bit of of history that is common and, and similar, including including Russia. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the, the the story of a priest who was uh, was a chaplain in, in the Second World War, and he spent he spent more than twenty five years uh, in in Siberia. And he would say, "Look, when I first the second when I first of all when when I arrived there, I saw I saw how the Russian people would would suffer and their yeah. faith." Their faith with, was very strong. The survival, and 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 then when I came back home, I was just, the, the first, secondly I was I, I was thought dead. But but when I told the story that that you know we found common graves in near vicinity of monasteries with with hundreds and hundreds of monks being shut and and buried in in, in common you know common mm -hmm. graves. It, that was it, it was martyrdom. Well, that, as, as, as the early Christians would say, that blood is the seed of the church. So I'm sure this is happening, you know, beyond, beyond the politics, you know, Putin's, Putin's madness and opposition. And, you know, we've seen, we've survived empires here. Hmm. We've survived, the, the Russian nation survived communism. Well, now is 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 going to survive this, um, this you know, authoritarianism. Yeah, correct. Yes, but uh, but but there is this you know, God God sees, God judges, God you know, God is gonna uh, is gonna um, take us out. So yeah, there the, there is a strong faith based resilience. I I would say in in all these you know small nations, and and also um, Russian. Um, Russian people. Thanks, um, Father Mihai. And, and we will return to um, both your own personal history and the realities of 
uh, I think it's 10,000 Russian people are um, suspected to have been imprisoned in no war rallies um, uh, at this stage uh, as we're recording. Um, so Russian people themselves are suffering not only um, Ukrainian people under what Putin has decided to do. Uh, but as we always ask our guests to lift up a, a particular passage of scripture, um, you have chosen uh, Luke 15, yeah? yeah? We're wondering um, if if you'd read that out um, before we return to um, explore these things um, and ask a little bit more about your own personal story as well. Do you want to read the passage for us? Uh, let, let me... Now, I know you speak several languages. Uh, we would appreciate it in English if we can make that request. Um, I, I, well, I have a number of, of translations here. Um, which, which trans, I speak a few languages, but um, my, my favorite is Romanian. And, and anyway, <laughs> let, me, let me open the English version and pardon my, um, I'm a bit um, slow this morning. Uh, it's Luke 15, 11 to 32. It, well, why do I like this passage? Oh, God. And I, I also wonder, why, why did Jesus start up this, this uh, parable and, and did not finish? <laughs> um, because it, it it's something that he you know but anyway you know it's just 15 um, I, I, I taught English myself so please um, pardon my you know I know my English is bad but I, I've studied in 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 late uh, late 80s English, and I and I found this uh, King James Version Bible, and I, at, at the time I, I used to write back and forth with a uh, with a local uh, with a with a priest, an Anglican priest, a friend of mine, Father Christopher Gray, who who you know unfortunately a couple of years later he was killed in Liverpool by a drug addict. Um, and and I, would, I would write in, in King James to him in King James version language. And he, I think he would, I think he had a, that, that cracked him. Um, <laughs> later on, I as well, sorry, just, I, I was trying to excuse myself. You know, that was one of the best English Bible translation. So, uh, let me read the text, and I'm going to use the, you know, King James Version. hope you don't mind. That was fun. Um, Luke 15, 11 to, um, to 32. Pretty long passage. I picked up a pretty long passage. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living 
And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riches living. And when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father, but when he was yet at a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said, and to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fated calf and kill and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field and as he came and drew not to the house, he heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things mean. And he said unto him, your brother is back and your father had killed the fetid calf because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry and he would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve you, neither transgressed I at any time and at any time your commitment, and yet you never gave me a kid that I might make marry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, which had devoured your living with harlots, you had killed for him the fetid calf. 
And he said unto him, Son, you are ever with me, and all that I have is yours. It was meant that should make merry and be glad, for this brother of yours was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Now, and, and, and this is how he understands all, all the gospel writers, you know, is, is, is ending <laughs> the parable. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for reading this. And we're looking forward to coming back to having further conversation around this. It's actually um, quite interesting that it was only a few hours ago, I was putting down my youngest son, Vincent, who's five years old. And I was reading from um, Desmond Tutu has a, a kid's Bible. It's a children of God storybook. And we were yeah. reading this very story just a few hours ago from there. So, um, so it's kind of, um, need to be coming back to this again. So I look forward to having more conversation. But before we do that, one of the things that we like to do is to um, explore, you know, your own story as well, um, because we deeply believe that our own stories um, reveal our own theology and uh, it flows out of our lived experiences. And so I'm really curious to hear um, about when you remember first encountering the Bible, are there particular stories, experiences that come to mind um, in terms of first encounters with the Bible? Oh, many years ago. <laughs> I think it was a child when, um, but you have to know the, you know, during, I, I was born in, as said in, you know, last millennium in 1970. And, and I remember in my childhood, my grandmother and grandfather asked me to read them from a very old book. Um, stories, and, and later I, I, I understood that it was, it was the Bible. So, so they couldn't tell me that was, you know, I was a child, barely you know, could read, but they couldn't tell me that was the Bible. Uh, but later on, I realized that was the Bible because they, they couldn't say, you know, they, they were not allowed, to, you know, to, to teach, quote unquote, to teach faith to, to the younger generation. But, but they, what, what they could do was to, to ask their grandchildren to read from, from, the, from the Bible. Uh, and there were some stories that I really liked. I don't know why. The story of um, of um, of David, you know, and and later on, I I understood you, <laughs> the, you know, once you get into reading, when you, we are, I I later on just understood why why we're called the people of the book. Um, Samson, this, the story of Samson, you know, that strong man, well, really impressed my childhood, you know, fighting for, for what was right, you know, fighting for, for his people not to be enslaved anymore, you know, just looking for, for a version of justice, 
mm. and his time. But later on, you know, I only as a child, well, you know, oh, wow, that was that man was strong, and he lost his <laughs> he lost his power. What you know, what a what a weak reason to lose his power. Anyway, so then and, and David, uh, the story of David, or the story of of um, of Daniel. Mm. Anyway, so. Uh, I have to say that I didn't I didn't like to read them the, this because the language was was very the text was very thick and and I I could barely decipher it but it was many years ago. That's precious, Mehai. I, I really appreciate hearing that context and um, yeah, the, like David and Goliath must mean something different. Um, as your grandparents are asking you to read because they're not allowed by the communist government to teach you faith and reading such stories to them must have a, a different meaning when Ceausescu is uh, making disappear um, community leaders and um, uh, people uh, that, that you, you gather with and, and know in the public square. Uh, we, we often ask the, the next question around, was the Bible something that you found liberating or oppressive or something else and we just try to allow space for people to to name genuinely their own ex experience of the text um uh at that early stage of um, their awareness of it um, regardless of what it means to them now but do you have an inclination of how you experienced it then was it something that was liberating was it something that was oppressive uh, were you not thinking in terms of those kind of categories. How, how did you experience it? I I, I mentioned earlier that I, I was part of an underground group smuggling religious books. Mm -hmm. I was a child. I was 16, 17 years old. Had no, I don't, I, you know, that was the time when I felt to speak in, you know, in in in, in Protestant <laughs> vernacular, I felt the call. <laughs> I was called. I had no clue what the call to priesthood. I had no clue what the priesthood is. Not that I know now. And I remember my my dad passed last year, and, and you know we I'm had sorry. a wonderful you know friendship. He he went he he helped me and uh, get that picture. You know through faith, sky is the limit. And I remember him. You know while while I was un unloading some some you know car with with books in, in into one of our house room he, room he'd say he would ask me son what what are you doing you know and i said well i'm unloading this book you know it, it, these these books these you know um and and we'll host them in our house until you know another car will come in and pick them up and distribute it and and i asked him dad do you want to know what what's in these books and he said well no i i don't <laughs> and I said, "Why? Why don't you want to know?" Because <laughs> I was I was insane and crazy enough. And he did not say no. You know, boy, he didn't say no. Boy, you're you're not supposed to do it. He was endorsing me, but he was not using words. And he said, "Boy, I better not know, because if mm -hmm. they catch me, I'll have to tell them." <laughs> mm -hmm. So. But I was I was part of that group, and and we would do we would do you know later on I, I I found out that whatever we did at the time you know mountains hiking you know you know 
and 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 Bible study, and they they were called retreats, you know, youth youth retreats. And I was I I I I, I got ambushed by Christ in, in such a retreat in a mountain, you know, in an excursion. And and we would read the Bible. And one day I had you know a an aha moment. I started to understand the text. And you have to know that in the Eastern Church we pray the text. Yeah. There is no yeah. place in the in the in the whole construct liturgical construct. There is no Bible. No, I I, I just admire this, uh, you know, this huge, humongous uh, uh, biblical text. Um, not alteration, but 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 metaphor of, of the whole liturgical construct. So when I started to understand, and through and, and that aha moment was was related to me trying to change my life and embrace you know embrace a new way of of of, of living, a new way of living, and and tasting freedom. Freedom from because the real freedom is is um, the real freedom is a, a spiritual freedom. So yeah, it, but I had no clue that that was freedom at the time. You know, it was just because we were made free, right? And and then we we fell into an unjust slavery. So. I had this spiritual father who kind of unleashed that burden. I was a child. Unleashed that burden. And, and then I started, I started understanding the text. And if you ask me, although we pray the, the biblical text, you know, the, the most used uh, uh, book of, of, besides the gospel, it, it is the book of Psalms. Uh, you know, prophetic, prophetic, prophetic thinking, prophetic. It, 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 I started to understand, and and the only thing I would do now is just is just to dive into the text mm. and absorb it. Why? Because the word, and and this is the this is Jewish you know Jewish tradition. The word is the instrument or the mean that we have in our hand to, to meet God. Uh, as as an Italian Jesuit would say, the, the word is a window to infinite. It's a window to to everlasting. It's a window to God. Hmm. The word is Him, His Son. You know, John, John, first chapter, in the beginning, there was the word lo, logi, the, the logos, the uh, God's love. To us, so I, that's the only thing I would like to. But I have to, to work and and put bread on the table. <laughs> no, just joking. It's um, ever since you know that aha moment. Every time I read the text, and 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 every time you, this is something unbelievable. This is the miracle of the living Word of God. Every time you read the text, no matter how many times you read it. A new, you know, some some new ones, and mm. something new comes up because that the, the word is trying to communicate something. Yeah, so it's an, it's it's revolutionary. It's it's life changing. Mm. It's living. 
the word of God, the Bible, the gospel, it's living. Mm. And you drink and you don't want to stop. So what we often like to ask is, and it's, um, you know, we have a lot of folks who have had a range of different experiences as both with Christianity as well as then the the written texts of the Bible itself, right? And some people have struggled to come back to the text. And so um, for some folks, they hear you talk about this living word um, and they're thinking like, oh, I want to learn from um, how you come to the text and can have that kind of encounter. So one of the things that we're interested in, in asking is, what from your own story and experience shapes the lens that you bring to the texts that might be something like the lens that you bring to read to to encounter this living word right as you read the text um what might be a gift from your experience to that to others that want to come back to the texts and read it again and afresh to experience that living word um the what 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 is the text giving me every every day is God's embrace, God's forgiving embrace, mm. God's you know, where the the story the, the unfinished story of the prodigal son, it's unfairly called the story of the prodigal son because it's it's, it's actually the story of a family, huh. the story of a of a whole family. Um, the son, you know, is, is asking his son, you know, I, I don't want to reiterate the, 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 the guy with, and, and the father lets him go. And, and then there is this older brother who doesn't act like an older protecting brother. You know, he's, both of them had a bad relief, the younger and the older, but had a bad relation with the father. And the father had that, you know, the father felt misunderstood his love misunderstood, or, or his love abused. Hmm. So Christ, you know, Christ leaves this, our Lord leaves this story unfinished because he wants us to see uh, and, and ask ourselves, what, who are we in this story? And I'm, I'm going through, you know, various stages, you know, the prodigal son, <laughs> loving embrace. And then the... The, the the older grumpy older brother who 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 doesn't understand the father's love and and now as as the children leave the nest i'm a, i'm experiencing the, the you know the father's misunderstood love so it's um to, what what is what is the text bringing to me hope Hope for not only forgiveness and understanding, but hope for for healing. Hope for finally an opportunity to understand what God love is. Mm. Look, look at you know the uh, just look at the conflict now. The the, the the brothers are fighting. You know the older the huh. older. You never know who is who is the older brother. But one of the brothers is raising hand, you know, now I don't want to demonize it, but um, it, brother kills brother, you know, kind of old, old story, you know, and, 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 the, and, and in God's 
eternal love, ever-increasing love. There is place for forgiveness for kind. Mm. And to me, that is, wow, it's, it's fantastic. In, in Christ's cross, there is a place, you know, the, the uh, kind sin was, was erased. And that it, God's forgiveness makes us makes makes possible our brotherhood in mm. times of you know in times like like this. Wow. Um, so, Father Mayha, I... gives me a lot and gives me tears. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm weak and old and and emotional. Huh? Uh, no, no, I, I actually was about to say I. I found it so moving as you slowed down reading and um, uh, wept while reading the passage. Like it, it really, and it was at the point, um, it was the point of the younger brother's confession and hearing you read it um, uh, reminded me of um, the Jesus prayer uh, um, and that, that confession um, uh, that I am safe to name these realities, these nocturnal realities that I might want to hide from the daylight um, because the daylight is nothing but love. And um, even in your reading, I could, I could feel that reality. Um, and knowing you well and appreciating your life and how you make me laugh so much, but how you make so many people laugh. I, um, hearing you read made me think of um, uh uh, those um, young women in their 20s from Afghanistan that we were with in Georgia and they were risking their life um, uh, to, to serve their community under the Taliban. And it reminded me of um, uh, it, your ministry of laughter and joy and cheekiness um, uh, that, that, is, that is you. Um, and it also reminded me of watching your you're very quick to smile while being around evangelicals who, despite what this text says, almost wants to tell a story of um, the father was so angry with the younger son that he killed the older son so the younger son could come back. You know, that's sometimes, <laughs> sometimes their theology. W would you speak to us a little bit about um, what the text actually says um, rather than that punitive God needing something to be killed? And yeah, how does. how that's so central to an orthodox understanding of, um, well, what you've described as like a how, how we can be siblings in Christ, how, how we can be sisters and brothers in Christ, even during this conflict. God is madly in love with us. Hmm. God is madly in love with us, and we, and, and that is the cross. The, the the cross is the laboratory of our resurrection. Wow. Say more about that. The the cross is the it it's it it's the the the, the, the crucified love of the father. Mm. No the, the you know the, the that perspective, you know, that that in, in Christ. The father is guilty of, you know, trespassing that you shall no, 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 not kill uh, commandment. No. <laughs> in, in, in accepting, in accepting the, you know, in, in, God is, 
is is the Father. Th this text is helping us finally understand who the Father is. Yeah. Yes. What is the Father to, to both sons? That's right. What is the Father to me? Mm. And in in the cross as, as as a laboratory, you know, the, there is suffering that is pain. Well, was the pain necessary? Apparently, apparently, yes. Uh, although we were not designed for pain and suffering, but but God's love is long suffering, enduring, and patient. And and the cross is the measure of this in, in, in endurance. Of this, if you if you ask why the Russian people and and and, and are resilient and accepting all you know accepting. Going through all this mess, you know, every every fifty years or eighty years, one hundred years, is because because it's not the the Orthodox faith is not revengeful, is not retaliating, is not no. It, it we endure because we believe there is hope for forgiveness for the for the brother as well, because Christ wow. has shown me, shown us in in. In, in his cross, the love of the father, what makes possible the brotherhood and, you know, the sister between us and, and, and the Russians, you know, Ukraine, it's, it's Christ's cross. Hmm. The, the Romanians opening their gates to, to, to people that, that, that in, you know, in, in the history came and, and looted and it, it doesn't matter anymore. Why? Because they are suffering now. And suffering is, is an, you know, is an opportunity to experience a little bit in your own body, in your own life, to experience a little bit of, of God's love and understand God's love. Um, yeah, and God's weight. Mihai, um, I, I think sometimes, particularly if people have grown up with teaching where um, the father um, does take it out on the older son so the younger son can be accepted that any talk of suffering is then heard of um, oh this is God taking it out on me so I can share in the, in the older son copying it as well but I'm aware that um, you lived through um, the mass nonviolent revolution of 1989 1990 in Romania where people um, uh, did not glorify suffering but accepted it to see their nation set free from oppression w would you talk to us a little bit about uh, a suffering which is not glorified but there is a seeking of glory while accepting that you may lose your life in like fighting for the freedom of others because I, I think that's a nuanced thing that um when orthodoxy isn't seeking to um uh reset up Byzantine emperor to rule over others but orthodoxy instead is a mysticism from below of participating in the triune love of God. There's an orthodoxy that we're seeing like um, on the streets yesterday as hundreds of Ukrainians um, nonviolently stopped uh, Russian troops with their own bodies taking over a nuclear power station. And these tanks were no match for hundreds of people willing to give their lives so that um, these nuclear powers weren't taken over by Russia. Would you talk, because you lived through that, you participated in that. 
talk to us about that reality versus the Western reality of a glorified suffering. That is that is the 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 moment of of realizing the freedom you have. Hmm. The freedom you have in not taking sides, but but you know through baptism we we are not neutral anymore. <laughs> That's great! Wow. wow, we're not neutral anymore. Baptism, you know, it's in in the Eastern tradition is being being dressed up with Christ. Your identity, mm. your your identity uh, is rooted in His identity. So. So my dignity is something restored. Your dignity, our dignity is something that Christ restored and it's freedom. And freedom from death, there is nothing to lose. Yeah, you lose, you lose life, but you may gain life. Why? Because in God, the real, God has a real promise of life for us, whether we live or die, <laughs> whether we live or die. I, I, you know, I don't like physical pain. Who does? But, uh, but the, the the moment what you realize that there is no, nothing to lose but your soul, mm. you stand up the tanks. It's just a pile of of rusted iron. <laughs> nothing else, uh, because there, you know, there there is there is humanity, and and that that ruins the power plant because mm. um, because humanity is is able to you know is capable to do that but when it comes to it's it's freedom and we were made free god is respecting our own stupid sometimes at times many times free will <laughs> mm-hmm. and and, and that when you realize that that free will it's it's god's power in you and when when you align your free will with god's will that's the best will you know that that's the best one for humanity there is nothing to lose i remember the story of the the question the sad question of this of this priest i mentioned earlier father Mm. dimitri bejan he was he saw the the years you know the post-revolutionary years and he he would see you know the, the the way the world would would turn you know from oppression to to completely misunderstood freedom you know free, there is no freedom yet uh, dostoevsky he mm. he said in, in you know the grand inquisitor he said there is no freedom without responsibility mm. uh, and 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 he would say well was our sacrifice because he understood that you know, the number of generations, you know, the second, the generations of the Second World War, including the, the one in, in the Second World was, was was sacrificed. They were literally killed for, for an idea, for, for an ideal, for, uh, for values, for a concept, for, you know, the, the inner freedom. And he would ask himself, to, just before, before he passed away, he would say, was our sacrifice in vain? No. Is is today's sacrifice in vain? No. You remember that that we know the end of the story. You, you remember that the, <laughs> the, yeah. 
the 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 revelations, the the you know the 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 martyrs, those the 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 ones under the altar of the of the sacrificed lamb. You know, by the way, although we don't read uh, the revelation, revelation in 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 the church, that is the most liturgical book because uh, it it is the it is the kingdom of the sacrificed lamb. Is the end of the history, you know, and and you you wonder why is his blood covering all those, you know, in the white garments and the under the, the the altar of the of the sacrificed lamb? Well, this is what this is this is something that is happening now. Hmm. It's witness. Yep. So we have a a, a a unique opportunity to witness to God's love that is celebrated in blood with blood. Christ's blood. Um, so it uh, was their sacrifice in vain. Is the, uh, I don't know. Our generation is blessed to, to experience all these times living in the promise of life of God because his promise of life was already fulfilled in Christ. Mm. So we're, we're now only the beneficiary of his Forgiving, you know, God's God, God the Father forgiving, um, in, including the the you know the forgiving of those who who throw the stone now mm. and kill. Yeah, yeah. I um earlier this week I was having conversation with some of my students, and we're actually we were having conversations around freedom. I really appreciate what you were saying because we were. I was trying to help them differentiate how many white American evangelicals think about freedom. And so <laughs> for white American evangelicals, freedom is something the government gives you so that you can do whatever you want and have no consequences, right? And it's and it's individual, <laughs> right? Um, and so I was, oh. <laughs> right? No, no, I'm right. sorry to say that in, in the, I, you know, the, the orthodox, we, I cannot be saved alone. Yes. Right. If you, my brother, are not saved, I will not be saved. Yeah. So it's, it's the communion, it's the kinonia, the, the word, yeah. you know, it's the communion of the faithful living the same content yes. of faith. With, Father okay, Mihai, what, what yeah. I so appreciate about that is uh, unlike so much Western theology, salvation isn't an abstract that for um, Eastern theology, salvation is healing. So if somebody is not healed, if somebody in my community um, or another community is not delivered from oppression, then I'm not either. That, that's what I hear you saying, as opposed to those who would read it through an evangelical lens and go, oh, I gotta, I gotta make sure they say the sinner's prayer. And it's like, no. <laughs> totally, they, totally, that when, when, when I felt God's embrace, I wanted to tell the world mm. about God's embrace. And I, I've been doing so ever since in, in various ways. You know, well, laughter, <laughs> one should not laugh if, if he doesn't know to cry. Mm. Emotional life, you know, the, the chemistry of the brain is not only the chemistry of the brain, but also the involvement of the heart, the two maps, you know, cognition and, and, and emotional. But the, 
living in community in, in community now the, the now Christ's body suffers literally suffers he's Christ is bleeding Christ is bleeding because there is aggression yeah. so no the, the we're 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 not alone we 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 can we we suffer together mm. even if you know even if it is easier for 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 those from from afar to you know to tell what then you know behave no 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 it's it's not only that we're 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 suffering together mm. and uh, and there is redemption for all in Christ's blood but that freedom that was that was and is misused you 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 remember jared the 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 fresco of the of the 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 universal judgment in in north of, of course yes of you, course you, you remember you remember the the stream of you know of the fire of fire yeah it's god's love you know so so hell is you well know, Hell is is what you get when you say no to God's love. Yeah, that that is tormenting you. You know the the saying no to God's love, and and God's mm. love comes. You know God's love is just God's love is 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 total is, and it's His blood. It's His yeah, blood. Yeah, I, I I remember um, at Veronuts. Yeah, did I pronounce yeah. it? Veronuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, which is up near during the the border of Voronets, Ukraine. Voronets, yeah, yeah. Voronets. Very, very near to to the border where now the it's the rest yeah, it, crossing, yeah, it's it's the closest I've been to Ukraine, and um, uh, I, I remember being there with with Father Mihai and um, some other Orthodox friends, and they call it the Sistine Chapel of the East. It, it's beautiful, and the the iconography is on the outside of. Um, the the chapel the church um, building uh, rather than the inside and um, uh, from the throne of Christ um, as king is uh, this river of fire and um, what what separates it and I remember Father Mihai um, I remember journaling about it and um, uh, later writing about it that you expressed it at the, the time as um, God's response to both um, those on the right and the left is love, this fire of love. And what differentiates um, those who receive it as transformation or those who receive it as judgment is do we turn to and face it like the younger son or do we turn away from it like the older son? But God's response is still the same. And it's it's so moving for me, um, Father Mihart, hearing you talk about this, um, because I know your work in terms of spiritual formation for young people um, in your own nation that you're responsible for. Um, you have um, them responding to these refugees and like sharing in the suffering of Christ is not an abstract thing. It means welcoming your neighbor who is coming across the border without a home as they run. That's what that's what prayer in practice looks like for your people. Yeah. It, it, whom do you think God, God mobilized now to respond to, to you know, to, to, to the children crossing the border? The young generation. Hmm. The young generation that did not experience the, the totalitarian regime of the communists. The young generation that saw an opportunity to, 
to show and be because in 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 the eastern church you, you what what is the relation between the 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 right you know the the the, the right content articulation of the content of faith and the living it's conditional i'm not great living right if you know it lex credendi lex orandi it, it's but it it's also the being I, I'm supposed to be what the gospel is telling me to be, to be love, to be light, to be hope, to be service, to be, you know, to be what God wants me to be. And, and, and that's the, the window that op opens, that is, is open, opening for, for my own fulfillment, the, the purpose of my own fulfillment. It, it is in God's, you know, vast eternity, yeah. which is love. To be to be an expression of, of love now of, of hope now and and they don't say words you know like that Jesus loves you no they, they don't say words you know it's just it's just relations mm. it's just uh you know a cup of warm tea it's just uh you know blanket um um a hand to shake um uh, an arm to to grab um, as simple yes. as that as simple and and Im imagine they have the initiative they say they said the way the the way we say the church you know the the institutional <laughs> the organized religion uh, uh, mobilized itself no the the way they they understood to, to mobilize and and you know spread the word through network and this is unbelievable this is the the work of the living god in 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 today's generation uh, God is working in, in God is at work in, in, in this generation. Mm -hmm. um, I am, I am irrelevant. I am completely, you know, what, what, what does, you know, why God has, has a weird sense of humor to, to, to put me in this role now. Um, I don't coordinate anything. It, it's, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm just present and, and, amazed of what what is god doing of, of how god is is responding amidst uh amidst you know a time of total you know a predictability and, and unpredictability if if this is an english word is it it is now <laughs> <laughs> oh english english language is alive it's capable <laughs> of new words yeah that's, yeah, that's well, church, incredibly yeah. humble. Black church tradition, we, it, there's complete freedom to make up words as you want to and mold it and shape it <laughs> how you want to. So you're in good company. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've listened to one of, um, one of uh, uh, Cardinal Gianfranco Ravazzi's set of, you know, meditations for, for the Pope and, and Curia mm. retreat. And, and he... He said something in, in one of the, something very interesting about Paul, St. Paul, using the, the Greek language in a different, in a completely new framework. Hmm. Paul as cr creator of language. And, yeah. and that helped me understand some of, some of Paul's writings. Uh, because he can be obscure at times, huh? 
I yeah. said, I, yeah. "Yeah, God, forgive me." P Peter I would agree. A picture of the last judgment here in the chat for the people to see. You know, oh, uh, thank you. Is, you know, the image of of God's love rejected or accepted or embraced. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Father Miho, um, this has been incredibly rich. Um, I, I know in our back and forward, we, we talked uh, uh, more about um, orthodoxy and empire directly and uh what it is to to follow jesus as opposed to play chaplains to empire but i think this has been far more pastoral and um has really spoken to people as they grieve about what's happening um uh whether it be what's happening in um, Mali or in the ukraine or um but there's uh we have floods now in australia and the realities of climate change are really being felt um uh, and we've really appreciated your your humility, your humour. Um, I appreciate your friendship greatly and your wisdom. Um, I, I'm wondering if uh, you would be willing, before we open up for questions um, to those who are joining us live, um, would you pray for us in this moment? Could we ask that of you? Yes, sure. Why not? Lord, hear our prayer we've mm. we've sinned mm. against your love and and the whole creation is now suffering our our iniquities bring suffering to your creation and and and, and we're we're prodigal sons and daughters and we're Uh, we we don't understand your love and behave in a way that is that is against your your faithful love. We ask for your forgiveness and please please us restore us, heal us, restore us, make us whole, and give us that understanding of your of your love, that real understanding of your love that is discovered to us in, in, in your Christ, in the cross of your son, beloved son. Um, please uh, in, in, encourage us to, to, to respond to those in need. Yes. Protect those who, who are now suffering of, of famine, of cold, of, of fear, fear of death, um, human-created death. Be, be with them and be a shelter. Uh, we, we, we ask you, we ask you with, uh, with, with, with hearts that do not know gratitude, that do not know mercy, with the, that do not know love. But we still ask you, as we ask for your forgiveness, in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, dear friend. The Inverse Podcast is proudly supported by you, the listener. And if you want to join the revolutionaries who are helping us have conversations about how this ancient text can still turn the world upside down, why don't you head over to patreon.com slash inverse.